This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's time for the forecast, and let me give special attention to Election Day. Well, today, we have a front coming through, a fairly strong one, so rain mainly in the morning, temperatures getting up to maybe 56, 57 in Puget Sound, lots of clouds, so so-so day today, Friday. Now, this weekend looks really good. A ridge of high pressure will build over us, Temperatures won't be exactly toasty. Mid-50s is what you should expect, but there'll be plenty of sun. It should be pretty much completely dry over the whole weekend. It's a great weekend to get out there and enjoy looking at the leaves, which and the colors are near primo right now. Monday is a transition day. The ridge starts moving inland. Uh, some clouds start coming in, but it'll actually be a warmer day with southerly winds bringing in warmer air. Highs probably around 60, so not a bad day, but then things go bad. The ridge pushes through. We get into this moist southwesterly flow. And so Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and even Friday, I expect showers. And not only showers, but I expect the temperatures to start cooling back. Upper 50s on Tuesday, mid 50s on Wednesday, lower 50s on Thursday, and then you're not going to believe it. We get into Friday and Saturday, uh, temperatures will be down into the 40s and maybe not even getting above the mid-40s next Saturday and Sunday. So a real cool down. And I know exactly why this is happening. We're getting this trough developing along the West Coast that brings in cool Canadian air right over our region. Now, with that precipitation and cooling, you can expect snow in the mountains, particularly from midweek on. So we're going to get a freshening up of the of the snowpack a bit, at least from Wednesday through Sunday. Now, the big day that everybody's concerned about it is Election Day. And there'll be two places in the country that won't have good weather on Election Day, and that's us and New England. A gigantic ridge will be dominating the middle part of the country. So I expect almost the whole United States, except for the Northwest and the Northeast, will be warm and dry. So that'll optimize voting. Won't be so good where we are. It'll be blustery and it'll be cool and showery and much cooler along the East Coast. They could even get some snow in the northern part of New England. How that's going to affect the votes, I don't know. Less people are voting uh, on, the final, on the final day these days. A lot of mail-in ballots. But in any case, most of the country will have very good conditions. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Hurricane Zeta struck the Gulf Coast on Wednesday, and it did so as a Category 2 hurricane, a storm with winds reaching 110 miles per hour. There's a lot of damage, a power outage to over a million people, heavy rain and some flooding, and there was a storm surge along the coast that did some damage. But, you know, we hear about hurricanes hitting the southeast of the United States all the time, but you never hear about hurricanes striking the west coast. Why is that? 
I'm going to tell you why here in this segment of the podcast. Hurricanes are tropical cyclones. They're storms which have intense low pressure sensors right in the center with an eye wall with strong winds surrounding the eye. The energy source of these tropical storms, these hurricanes, comes from the warm waters of the tropics. And these warm waters provide not only warm air that that helps warm the atmosphere, but large amounts of water vapor that evaporates off the ocean surface. Now, as the water vapor gets pulled into the storm, and as it rises in the storm, it condenses into clouds and precipitation. And such condensation from water vapor to liquid water provides a large amount of heat that strengthens the storm. You warm up the storm, warm air is less dense than cold air that causes the pressure to fall to the surface, which draws more air in, and the whole thing revs up. Now, it turns out that during condensation, the heat that is released is the heat that was put in initially by the water by the sun evaporating water off the tropical oceans. You're just getting it back. Now, if you want to impress your friends, this heat that is released inside of hurricanes as the water condenses is called the latent heat of condensation. Now, for hurricanes to rev up, they need to have a warm ocean surface below them. And I'm talking about a warm, temp- warm temperatures of 80 degrees Fahrenheit or more. Hurricane Zeta strengthened over the Gulf of Mexico, whose temperatures were about 82 degrees Fahrenheit, warmer to the south near the Yucatan, a little cooler near near the U.S. Gulf Coast. Now, there's pretty warm water in the Gulf of Mexico, but consider the situation off the west coast of the United States. For us, the temperatures offshore are much cooler. This time of the year, generally in the 50s offshore, and even cooler near the coast where it could be even in the upper 40s. There is no way a tropical storm can develop off our shores. The water temperatures are way too cold. You can't get much water vapor off of the ocean because the amount of water vapor that air can hold depends on temperature. And and a cold ocean and the cold air above just can't get that much water vapor. Potent storms you know, can develop off the West Coast, but they come from a different source, not from the warming of the ocean surface, but from the differences in temperature north-south. So let me talk about our storms, the great cyclones of the Pacific. Now, our cyclones, our Pacific cyclones, they're also called mid-latitude cyclones, can be as strong as category one to three hurricanes. And our storms are much bigger in scale. Uh, Tropical cyclones and hurricanes may be three to 500 kilometers in diameter. Ours can be twice or three times as big. Now, as I mentioned, our cyclones, mid-latitude cyclones, get our energy from the difference in temperature between the tropics and the poles. It turns out this this temperature difference is largest in the mid-latitudes. It's concentrated in mid-latitudes. And you can think of that as a concentrated energy source for our storms. The most powerful of the Pacific cyclones that I know about was the Columbus Day storm of 1962. 
and that storm brought winds of over 150 miles per hour to the Oregon and Washington coast, and over 100 miles per hour to the interior, and everywhere from Portland all the way up to Bellingham. This storm was the equivalent of a Category 3 hurricane. And by the way, one more thing. Our powerful storms have a profound amplifier in their effects, and that's our big trees. Here in the Northwest, we have big trees. And when one of those trees fall, when a 150-foot fir falls on a house, it splits that house in half. In the Southeast, well, they have palm trees, and which don't do as much damage. In any case, I hope you enjoy hearing about these different storms. And you know, this, this coming week, I don't expect a powerful cyclone to hit us or a hurricane to hit along the Southeast coast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.